the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, I want to give you a real quick uh, math lesson. If COVID is here and you wear a mask, um, there's about a 0.002% chance that it might stop something. And if you contract COVID, there's a, depending on your age bracket, overall about a 97 to 99% chance that you're not going to die. Um, but nobody wanted you to have freedom to not wear a mask or not get a jab. But abortion kills 100% of the time. And they want you to have freedom to kill a baby. So mathematically, that really doesn't work. I'll hold on the science lesson for now. I say that because it's really important to understand what we're going to talk about next. I want to bring in president of Ohio Advocates for Medical Freedom, Stephanie Stock. Stephanie Welcome back to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this afternoon? Thanks, Doc. I am doing great. Are we having any trouble with my cell service or can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly well. It's uh, great. Yep, yep. And you're, are, are you in Norton, somewhere in that part of the state? I don't know how cell coverage yeah. is out there. Okay. Suburb, yep, suburb of Akron, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, let's get right to business. House Bill 319, I'm looking at it. It's only 89 lines and it's been introduced in the House. Tell us what it is how many supporters that it has? Sure. So um, it protects the right of a person, anybody 18 and over, because, of course, we already have exemption uh, laws in place for uh, daycares and K-12. So kids are already covered on that. Um, but it, it gives them the ability to decline any biologic, any vaccine, any pharmaceutical drug, gene editing technology, RNA, DNA-based product for reasons of conscience including religious. So they can't deny you employment for that choice. They can't deny you any service, public service, access to commerce. They can't segregate you, penalize you, financially coerce you, or treat you differently than any individual who has uh, accepted that medical intervention. And then we have a provision for injunctive relief and private right of action um, so that they can recoup their court costs and legal fees if they if their discrimination does occur. Um, so, yeah, we, we wanted something that was really strong. Um, honestly, with what we've seen over the past three years, I figured if Republicans can't sign on to the idea of conscientious and religious objections to medical products, um, if they can't sign on to that, we really are in a bad place here in Ohio because, I mean, our religious freedoms are, it's a base freedom. So um, I, I don't, I, I think it's going to be really hard for the Republicans, um, any of them to argue against this. And I think the number of uh, co-sponsors that we had kind of speaks to the fact that they understand that to be true, um, including our joint sponsors. We have 33 members yeah. on this bill. That's one third of the House. That is unprecedented for <laughs> medical freedom legislation, to say the least. So um, we're, we're pretty pleased about that. So I, I, before I get into the weeds on a couple of things, did you see sure. a turn during COVID? You said that's that's the most support that you've seen for a medical freedom bill. 
how much of that has to do with COVID that, that, that people are like, <laughs> we're not going there again? Oh, well, yeah, definitely. Immensely. I mean, our following was growing like crazy. I think when we went into COVID, we had like 24,000 followers on our page. And then by uh, April of 21, we had over 44,000 followers. And of course, right when 248 was introduced, that's when Facebook uh, shut down our page because obviously we were being too effective <laughs> and they called us misinformation, which they're still pulling our videos off of YouTube. We just had it. We just had a testimony video pulled off YouTube. They called it misinformation, a testimony. So, I wow. mean, you know, this is, yeah, it was, a, it was a parent from 2016 test, or 2018 testifying against the removal of, of an exemption for childhood vaccines in the state. So, I mean, you know, this is, People have really woken up during COVID. Um, I think they're actually questioning the system altogether because if they can lie to you this profoundly on this issue, what else have they lied to you about? So um, definitely a, a good dis- distrust of government has been generated, which is important for us to have anyway. Uh, but definitely COVID has helped that along. Yeah, I think it helped me identify the medical industrial complex for sure. Uh, the bill is called Enact Conscientious Right to Refuse Act. And I'm talking with... Stephanie Stock, she's president of Ohio Advocates for Medical Freedom. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned is this would would give you injunctive relief. Tell us what that means. And then, but before I, you do that, I also want to remind: this is important because children have the ability to opt out because of religious reasons or conscientious re- reasons. This applies to adults, right? And that's why it's important. Yes, adults and any and emancipated minors. Although that, I don't know that we have a lot of those in the state, but I wanted to make sure to cover those people if they did, you know, if they were living in the state of Ohio. Um, so injunctive relief would be when you'd be able to block something like if they're trying to fire you um, because there's because of your religious declination of a, of a, a vaccine for work or whatnot. Um, it's basically the court putting a stop on that until they can do preponderance of the evidence, which is a, basically that you can prove uh, just over 50 percent. Oh, just like the amendment that just passed. It's very fair. Um, just over 50 percent proof that they had this, that the, either the employer or the college had discriminated against you. Um, and then once that's once they've decided that that's when you would get your your cost recoup. I think a lot of people would have gone to court over religious exemptions and things like that being denied. Even medical exemptions were denied, which is absurd. Um, but people would have gone to court, but they, they couldn't afford to. They, they, knowing that, if well, what if we don't win or we can't even afford to try to win? So this bill gives a pathway for people who are legitimately discriminated against to be able to go to court, prove they were discriminated against, and not you know have to lose their house over it. That's awesome. And it's been yeah. introduced. I don't think it's been assigned a committee yet, correct? No, it just got a bill number on Wednesday. And with okay. everything, you know, the aftermath of issue one, um, I was a day late getting the announcement out. Um, but yes, it's just been introduced. Um, I'm not sure yet if it's which health committee it's going to go into. Um, so hopefully we'll find that out in the next couple of days. So uh, we've got a couple minutes here. What's your pulse on the appetite? It looks to me like this has a lot of support in the House. I, I think a Republican would be hard-pressed to uh, explain why they wouldn't support this. Uh, and then, you know, we would do the investigative report to figure out how, how well-funded they are from clinics and hospitals. Uh, but then I, I've seen that the, the state Senate generally tends to be even more, uh, I don't know, in favor of this type of legislation. So do you think that it has the support in the House? Do you think it has the support in the Senate? And can you look down the road or in the crystal ball and, and – determine whether Mike DeWine would sign this into into law. 
oh, okay, well, every bill that OAMF ever touches, we assume it's a, a veto automatically. DeWine is never going to pass anything meaningful in our realm. So everything we do, we need to plan on working on getting a veto override for that. Um, as far as the House goes, I, I think we are at, we're at an advantage right now because, you know, we have primaries coming up. And, you know, based on some of the names that we had on our list, um, people are a little worried. <laughs> so we do have that in our favor. I'm always, you know, I always think it's great when legislators are working for the people. Sometimes it's for good reasons and they're, they're moral conscience and other times it's to get reelected. But whichever the case, um, you know, the bill does have some some good support. Um, the speaker has been, you know, he's been great for us. We, he's actually the most pro-medical freedom speaker we have ever had. Um, so all of our bills have been progressing well. I, I think you saw that HB73 passed back in June um, with no watering down. It was exactly as we exactly as we wrote it, it passed. So I don't anticipate um, significant pushback in the House. I don't know what it'll be like in the Senate. We do have some friendly uh, medical freedom uh, senators over there. Um, but, you know, based on previous uh, legislation that went over there, it did sit in the Senate. So um, we'll have to see what Huffman does with it. Again, hopefully, you know, with everybody trying to look good for elections, hopefully this something good will pass for the people for once. Um, that is definitely our hope. Well, it is called the Enact Conscientious Right to Refuse Act. It is uh, given been given the number 135. It's House Bill 135. You can check it out at legislature.ohio.gov. Stephanie Stock, president of Ohio Advocates for Medical Freedom, thank you for unpacking the innards of that bill today for our listeners, and uh, we look forward to having you back soon. You're welcome. And it's actually HB 319, just to clarify. Did I say 139? Did I say 139? I don't know if you said 139 or 330. That is uh, former board member, Worthington Schools, Sam Shim, reminding people gathered around him that parents are the first bullies. Parents are the bad people. Why do I say that? <clears throat> I say that because we've talked for the past couple of days about what next. I said, pay attention. Look at how Democrats are acting, the ACLU, Planned Parenthood. Look at the bill that's coming down the pike. This is what's really going on. And then pivot. Don't overcorrect. We're, we're in the find out phase and it's going to be revealed and people are going to be shocked and they're going to react. And play the long game. Look, we have to win hearts and minds. Our kids are being groomed in three ways. One of them is to not respect their parents. 
the biggest and first bully they encounter is their own parent. So former board member, certainly an LGBTQ plus activist who is getting into the minds of parents and getting into the minds of kids. Hey, kids, your parents are the bullies. Their rules, their conservative values, that God, it, it's crazy. They're bullying you. And then they get it from school board members who want to teach what they want to teach. And they don't want parents involved. You think I'm lying? Parents have the right to decide where to educate their child. The court said parents do not have the right to dictate what public schools teach their students, nor do parents have the right to dictate how public schools operate the facilities. That's the law. Parents, you don't get to dictate what schools teach, and you don't even get to say if a kid that is a boy wants to pretend to be a girl and use the facility. You don't, you don't get a say in that. You don't. Well, you know, they're also being groomed to not respect God. Yeah, yeah, you have XX chromosome, but you're not a girl. You can, you can be a boy. You can pretend you're XY. God made you that way. And now you're giving a kid who's going through major life changes the impression that they were, they were made incorrectly. And um, they're made to not respect life. That's not, a, that's not a life in your belly. That's a fetus. And look, we're, we're ripping down the law that restricts your reproductive freedom. You can abort that thing past 20 weeks. And you don't need a reason. They're coming after them. And we have to win their hearts and minds. And we've got to do it one step at a time. How do you do it? Parents have the right to decide where to educate their child. The court said parents do not have the right to dictate what public schools teach their students, nor do parents have the right to dictate how public schools operate the facilities. That's the law. A few moments later. You're fired. That's how you do it. By the way, that was the former board president at Elida Schools. And she was fired. On Tuesday, parents voted. By the way, after students walked out on Monday, protesting that boys were using girls' restrooms. They said, we're tired of it. We're sick of it. And on Tuesday, they fired her and they fired two other board members who were supporting the policy that allowed a biological boy to go into a girl's restroom. We heard from one of the parents and he was a boy who said he was attracted to the girl that was in the restroom when he would go in there. And so you have somebody circumventing, right, using the rules in his favor to go into a restroom to be close to a girl that he's attracted to. That's where we live. And this person says, look, you don't have a right as a parent to dictate what we teach or how we operate our facilities. You're fired. That's how you win the long game. You take back the reins from the crazy people. Brenda Stocker's gone. Adios, amigo. Sam Shim is gone. Adios, amigo. But see, there are, there are groomers 
that are abetting these activists. And these are social justice law firms with social justice warrior attorneys that are feeding information. You know, Stocker, who got fired, said the Sixth Circuit Court said, well, the Sixth Circuit Court said it in 2005. The 11th Circuit Court said in December of last year that a bathroom and its usage can be dictated by the sex, the biological sex. Do you think that the law firm gave that board president that information or withheld it? Or do you think that the board president had it and was an activist and didn't want to talk about it? Better yet, Dave Yost, you want to talk about relevant Local statewide information. Dave Yost has weighed in on Biden Title IX proposed changes that seem to protect this idea that anyone can use a restroom and do all of these other crazy things. Boys can compete against girls. They can keep things from parents so that they're not, quote, outing their kids. Dave Yost said, no, you can't do that. The Title IX law forbids you from that. Joe Biden, by the way, is not. A lawmaker in his administration doesn't make laws. Congress does. And Congress passed Title IX, which was completely contingent upon sex, not ideology, biological sex. But these law firms apparently aren't telling schools the truth. And in fact, they're bending the law. I've done record requests. One one Columbus law firm said, hey, that Supreme Court case, that Bostock case – It applies here. You can't discriminate based on sexual preference or gender ideology. Well, if you actually read the Supreme Court case and, you know, losers, nerds like me do that. The Supreme Court said this applies to only this case in the Bostock. This case. It was an employment law case. But social justice lawyer attorneys are lying and saying it applies to school bathroom issues. We're going to expose them. You need to expose them. You need to share the truth. You need to run for school board. A lot more we can do, but that's a fantastic place to start because we're paying attention. We know what's going on. We're pivoting and we're playing the long game and we're saying not anymore. You're not going to groom my kids anymore. Hey, I want to thank GOP strategist Bob Clegg for spending time with us today, two segments talking about issue one, the aftermath and the 24 Senate race and presidential race, Matt Cook for weighing in on issue one and what we need to be paying attention to right now. And then Stefan Muhailu, deputy communications director of Avake 24. Thank you, sir, for being here. And Stephanie Stock, president of Ohio Advocates for Medical Freedom, talking about House Bill 319. Fantastic job, everybody. Most importantly, thank you for tuning in. Have a blessed day. Go Marines. Go Veterans. Go God. Go Bucks. Go Browns. Talk to you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.